Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? <laughs> what's going on, world? It's your man, Mr. Mech. And I'm Crystal Levin. This is the Eminem and Eminem show, a.k.a. the okay. show coming to you live and direct with a young lady who has already told me she is blessed, who has already told me she's highly favored, who's already showed me that she's lyrical, who's already showed me that she's got charisma, but what she hasn't done is showing me that she's lying. So if you could just state your name so people know I'm not lying, I'd be super happy. Yes, thank you for the introduction. I go by Asian name, by the way, leader of the mermaid gang. If you don't know who I am, I got a song out right now called Period Blue. It's going crazy. I'm on Instagram at the Asian A, and I'm on everything else as Asian A. So if you don't know me, get familiar. Period. I like that confidence. Pew, 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 pew. You get you um, gotta throw the poo in after every period. Period. Right. Poo. Yeah. No, you gotta say poo. You gotta say Why? poo. Because that's the single. Oh, period poo. Yeah. Like period poo. Poo. I get it now. Now I'm part of the mermaid gang. Where's this mermaid thing come from? So the mermaid. the mermaid. The, so I am a mermaid first. So when you see a mermaid, you know, she's nice to look at. She's hard to catch because, you know, the water, they're not really like, you know, just out there. And she just go through the waves her own way. And I just use that as a, just imagery as like humans. You know, we live our life according to our own rules. Long hair, beautiful, hard to really have. But, um. We're still listening. <laughs> yeah, hard to, really, hard to really have, but you know, when you have them, you know, they're a gym. So I just really like try to push that out to my supporters. Like, to just live your life according to your own rules. Always be beautiful and confident in yourself, and you know, you're part of the game. So, what do you have to, to say for people with short hair? <laughs> I'm kidding. You still. <laughs> you care about you got, you got, Right, right. No, I love the aesthetic. I've always been pro mermaid and, and definitely pro myself. So, we're good. <laughs> I definitely am a part. Yo, he got long hair. Don't care over here. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> hang out. So he's a mer- he's a merman. He's a merman. So listen, I just totally. I'm the meme queen. They call me um, only because I like to bring them up in conversations, and then I have to describe a meme. But there was one, and it was showing um, Ariel, the Little Mermaid, um, when she got legs, and they're like, she changed everything about herself to be accepted. What are we telling our children, right? So a lot of like the older. Um, fairy tales and such were definitely has some questionable um, morality or moral story you know the storyline like be saved by a man be you know change yourself to fit standards so I, I kind of like I mean listen stay a mermaid stay hard to catch stay you know exactly who you are I mean yes just sure her dream was to be on land but it was she lost that's, everything that's my, in order to do it that's she my only pushback and her voice in order what? to live that's, this that's, dream the her wanting to be on the land is the pushback. That that's my that's my only pushback because I also believe as much as I don't disagree with anything Crystal just said, I also believe that two things. Number one, she made a choice. Yeah. Which I think everybody is allowed to make, and she decided that whatever was on land was worth it, right? Right. And the second thing is, in life, you are definitely going to have to make decisions. Right. Um, to go certain places and everybody else can't come. There are certain places right. you're going to go. Can't bring everybody. It is what it is. Like when people say, yo, you changed. It's like, yeah, because I, I didn't want to stick around yeah. here 
under the sea with the rest of y'all. I wanted to go do some other stuff and y'all really wasn't trying to keep up. So had to grow legs on you and start walking. See, I, I appreciate that part of the metaphor. I, the, but, but Chris, I hear exactly where you coming from. Salute the mermaid gang. Like I'm not mad at none of that. But at the same time, when I watched that movie, it's like she made a decision. Well, yeah. And she decided to get low on everybody else because it was someplace else she needed to be, and you can't bring everybody. Yeah, but you know that's real. That's real life too, though. That's yeah. the, the consequences. You sign on to things, and we always talk about his. He's one of his favorite quotes: "Is that people, uh, they're in on the heist, they just don't like yeah. their cut. Like you, you signed up, you knew the rules, and now you don't like it. Just didn't come out how you hoped, or there's there's little pieces in there that you forgot to read the fine print. You're like, crap." man like i signed up for this you know incredible man with incredible job with incredible work ethic slash he's not gonna have endless time to hang out with you boo boo <laughs> like you signed on for that so hey, you have to know the lines. Say you read, i said you ain't read into in between the lines you ain't read the five print right well, so, I, print. I, imagine, I imagine that there's a lot that comes with someone who with dating you like you're That's definitely not typical run-of-the-mill average everyday plain Jane like this he's got to deal with print with you yeah right yeah like <laughs> I mean there's going to be male fans there's going to be a lot of male attention there's going to be a lot of long nights in the studio there's going to be a lot of guys in the studio like I can imagine dating you is not no day at the beach mermaid gang <laughs> listen I don't even date right now and it's really just because of my schedule and I don't really want to like act like I'm giving someone the time that I know I'm not able to give. So like, I, I don't date for that reason, but I know when I do date, you know, I would have to date a confident man because my whole team is strictly me. Like mm. I'm the, you know, the owner of the label, my manager, the vice president, the person that just helps, like the people that sign, like everybody, I'm the literally the only female most of the time. So it's just a trusting, I feel like we'll have to like, you know, definitely be there yeah how are you with fans like your fans are they do they try to hit on you do they try to take you out are they you have the game yeah, fan base are, like what's your i mean it's also pride month just as of today <laughs> whoop, whoop. which but i know the i know the pride group loves the mermaid imagery <laughs> yes and i definitely want to get get to some pride events i hope they book me for some pride events because i know they need this music but um as far as my fans and my supporters, one like I connect with them a lot through live. I have a lot of male, a lot of male supporters. I have a lot of young women supporters too, but the men are like, like that, you know. Of course, <laughs> but I just like try to redirect them mostly and let them know, like you know, <laughs> I love y'all. But <laughs> well, the imagery also besides the mermaid part is really sexy. I mean, you work out, you have body, like body. Like golf clap what? one time <laughs> golf clap golf clap we on golf clap for the body okay. one time oh that's a very elegant golf clap that looks like a flipper like, flap it looks like a sleep a seashell don't it yes hey now i just a, learned something new that's, some, that's that's the flippers going that's what i'm seeing that's all flippers <laughs> um yeah so i mean so there's a lot as it's i have no problem with with um sex appeal as long as for me, and this is me personally, as long as it somehow doesn't overshadow or confuse, and the message can be sexual too, as long as there's respect in there, you know what I mean? It's This goes to Amber Rose's slut walk, all this type. We're allowed to be as sexual as we want to be. Sing about pussy, sing about the cat, like, and you're right. 
as long as, and this is my caveat, is as long as there's self-respect and people don't think that means anybody can just jump in the pussy. Everybody has access to that ass. So. Yeah. And don't over, and my biggest thing with it too is overshadowing the talent and the message. Like, because yes, I'm sexy. Yes, like, you know, that, that's, that takes over a lot of my brand, but just what the message is, like, for the mermaids and like who I am, like, that, that, that'd be my biggest thing. Like, just making sure the message is clear and, like you said, making sure it's just, I thought I put my phone on the other side. I don't know. Making sure everything is just, you know, straight and narrow. You don't just think that it's a pretty face. Like, that's my biggest thing. That's well, that, that's, you're always going to run into that problem because some people don't. And unfortunately, in this industry, there are too many people who aren't invested in talent to begin with. They, they're Correct. not really concerned about if you can mm-hmm. rap, how good you're rapping, how good you're performing. Like, none of that, none of that is relevant. Too many people are just looking at the aesthetics. Right. She's hard at work right now. The studio door comes right. flying open. Somebody's in the building. Like, they 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 in the work. Standing <laughs> in there and they're working on what? On the beat. <laughs> Where's your where where are you from? I'm hearing a heavy accent. Yeah, I, I beat you to it, Chris. I, I I knew it was coming. Where are you from? Um so I was born in Maryland, so my whole mom's side of the family is from Maryland and kind of like the North New York, all that. But then I was raised on the west side of Atlanta. I um, grew up in Clayton County, South Side, Riverdale. So like I got, and my dad from Chicago. So oh god, okay. hey, you got a little mix up in there. That's she cool. got she got all the blackest people possible in her family tree: Chicago, Maryland, New York. Like it's Atlanta. That's that's like the black trifecta. If she DC is right there. Uh, no, I really went with Southside, so. Of Chicago? No, of Atlanta, Riverdale. Uh, uh, see, see, I missed it. There was one black, it was 50-50. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Okay, let's go Southside of New York. We have boroughs. Yeah. Well, I'm from the Southside of Queens, but I, I, we don't oh, we don't true. have that accent where, where I'm come from. Did she sound like uh, honey and molasses on a biscuit? Like, just what happened. Everyone happen. was about my accent I don't even like I, I, I don't know I guess it's because it's my normal voice so I don't feel like I even got an accent it's but you actually enunciate but you enunciate so it's easy to understand you you have a strong accent but uh, another meme I saw this girl it was you know probably a TikTok and I don't think it was her audio point is it says when you when your man got a strong accent she goes so what are we about to do you know tell me about yourself and he goes whatever you said I got a lot huh you got ostrich oil she, no, I got a lot to offer. Like whatever he said, it was a strong, it was so confusing. She goes, "Okay, let's start there." <laughs> but you could not understand one word he said. Do you ever have trouble being understood? Yeah, sometimes, but not really though. Just like sometimes, but not really though. Like I don't really find myself repeating myself. I think sometimes in music though, like with my songs, because I might say something a certain type of way, but like me just personally speaking, I kind of make sure I enunciate a little bit, just so. If it sounds a little southern, or if I sound a little northern at that point, you still understand what I'm saying. I always want to come off intelligent. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you sure have I- a corporate voice? Do you have a difference between like in the streets I- hanging out with your friends and a corporate voice? I mean, the I white voice. I think we all do. <laughs> you code switch it up, huh? You code switch. Yeah, I switch it up a little bit. You know, I I would use more curse words for sure if I'm in this. <laughs> 
my friends. I have a bit of a potty mouth, but if I'm like doing something corporate, then I'm straight. Like, hello, my name is Asia. Nice to meet you. Wow. <laughs> oh, she has it. She has it in there. I feel like everyone has it in there. Oh no, my 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 corporate, my corporate is my my Caucasian is. Yeah. Level. When I have to flip that switch, I already know what it is I look like when I'm walking into a corporate environment. Exactly. Mm. I'm probably the blackest looking guy they've ever seen. Exactly. So I definitely need to get my voice to a point where they're not running out the room, which is super unfortunate because I sh we all should be able to speak the way we speak with points for being more or less articulate. I will say that it annoys me when people want to go into certain environments and talk hood that that annoys the shit out like that say it again i said that annoys me too i agree that yeah that me. that bothers me like no i understand i'm just being myself yeah but you you nobody cares about that in here they're just being themselves too this is how they speak all the time and when in rome you do as the romans do like you know i'm not asking you to not be yourself i'm asking you to add on to who you are Right. When oh, I get around the way and I'm chopping it up, it's a different kind of talk with, with my niggas. Like when I'm when I'm when I'm chopping it up, that's different. But when I get in corporate, no, you need you need this too. Oh, Why won't even, you add this? I just want to point out we've heard some of the I mean, way back when Orange Man was in and we heard these recordings of Grab the Pussy, like they talk different when they're with their friends too. Facts. I'm saying they say different things. They joke about different things. Exactly. The, the whitest, most corporate asshole or nice guy <laughs> um, speaks their own way outside of, of a boardroom or outside of a business meeting. So I just want to throw that out there. But I also realized that because I'm white, because I'm Caucasian, yeah. um, I don't have to do that. And so I actually get points for having a little bit of hood in me in corporate things, which is crazy because it shouldn't work that. that way it shouldn't be that way like oh she's cool she's like different like she gets to be this way and then i forget how to be appropriate and not use my potty mouth because we've seen all through this interview <laughs> when my, when my manager told me like like starting out um 23 hours your your your, your, your light switch is on and that last hour when you at home, that's when you you yourself. So 23 hours of the day, your light switch is on. If you outside, you're and I just act as such. And I think like mostly like as black and being Af African-American women, you want to have that respect. So it's like for you to even go in any type of room and act anything different. It's kind of just like you playing your ancestors at that point. <laughs> like, that's how I look at it. So, yeah. Did no. you see Monique's rant or speak, not rant, her commentary about the headscarves? What do you have to say about that? Your, your response is already. I didn't, I didn't. She said, hold on one second. I didn't okay. see that. What, what was said? Please. Um, she, she, she said, for all the people that call me aunties, I take your respect and blah, blah, blah. I have something to say. I was at the airport. I saw too many women. Um, wearing headscarves, bonnets, slippers, robes, blankets. And she said, just if you if you want to be treated with respect, show some respect for yourself, basically. I think she was like, it doesn't, I'm not saying that you don't respect yourself. I'm saying what it looks like. So mm -hmm. she did clarify. She said, I don't want to say this out of a place of, of judgment. I want to say it out of a place of love. She said, you know, we shouldn't have to prove ourselves. We should just get respect. But my babies, um, 
if I see you, I'm gonna tap you and say, it, you know, just, do you redirect right way because what she's saying has substance to it because if you are you know someone a business or just someone who's great or you know at the end of the day if you on a different level to someone else you're an influence like you know what i'm saying so if you walking around as um you know like um any type of rapper you walk around with a bonnet on the airport and there's somebody else it's like oh they think it's acceptable i went to maryland actually three weeks ago i seen two like a group of two girls in the airport with a coverall over their shoulders, some slippers, like house slippers in a bonnet. And I was to myself thinking like, this is an airport. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's still a public place and you should just, I feel, I, I agree with her. I just feel like she didn't say it the right way. But I definitely agree with her. I think she tried, but she also, there's a, I think there's an age gap. And so it comes across like, yeah, I don't want to, mm, I was going to say a word that it wouldn't come across right with me for me saying it. Um, Trying to please white people, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, almost she, to that, almost like an older black woman, like, uh, I want to say afraid of judgment, but like trying to preempt judgment. Yeah. How, how about, how about, see, now here's the thing. I hate it when that reasoning comes up. Chris and I hear you. I mm-hmm. hate it when that reasoning comes up. Like you're trying to please white people. You're trying to, you're trying to make it okay. Like how come we can't just be ourselves? Yo. Whatever happened to just having some class, right? That Dignity, is self-respect. That is a tacky way to look in public, whether white people are looking at you or not. Why is this your representation to the world? Like you coming out the house looking homeless? Why do you look like my mother used to and say? Right. Talking about how you were in raised. the airport. Like, Who my mother, my mother used to say, right? My mother used to say. Don't walk out this house looking like nobody loved you. That was exactly. her thing. My grandma said that too. Yep. And she got it from my grandmother. See, we, yep. we right here. Don't walk out this house looking like nobody loved you. What's wrong with you? Like, why do you look like that? And yo, you're in, like, like Asia keeps saying, you're in an airport. You're not around your way. You're not in your living room. You're not on a porch. There are people, especially in New York, this is an international space. People are coming through, looking at you from everywhere. You never know where that opportunity could be. And you walking around out here looking like you just woke up. Whatever happened to class? Why why are we so afraid to look nice? Right. uh, Go ahead. and and, And the biggest thing to me is just like the things that you're wearing a bonnet or like the house slippers or like the covers, that is home stuff. That's not and even you, stuff. And you are perfectly okay to wear that at home. Yeah, like that's a home, like that is designed for home. You wear bonnet to sleep, you wear covers when you're cold to sleep, you wear house slippers to sleep. So it's like, you know, in an airport setting, it's just not classy, it's kind of trashy. My, so, when my parents split and my, I was pretty young, I was like five, and my mom was a singer. And my father had to drop my sister and I off at our concert that she was doing. And he brought us like looking crazy, like not done, right? My Mm -hmm. mom flipped a switch. She took us to like Kmart and bought us little matching outfits and combed our hair and put them in barrettes. And and my dad just couldn't understand. Like we were pretty young. So like he hadn't really wrapped his mind around little girl's fashion either. Um, But like, 
he was just kind of like, well, I mean, I brought him. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell no. I'm uh, I'm on stage and they're a representation of how I keep my home. Exactly. And as we grew up, I mean, I also like beauty and fashion myself, but I also remembered that because whatever I do, even here on this podcast, somebody somewhere is like, how did her mother raise her? What did her yep. mother teach her? Yep. And I'm still and, out here representing my parents and, and how they raised me. Grown, now it's like, how are you treating yourself? Like, how yeah. do you feel about yourself? Like, yeah. you and know, it's, do you love yourself? Like, are you <laughs> conscious of, like, like you, like he said, you can meet anybody in the airport. You know what I'm saying? You can meet your next brand deal in the airport and it's like, you got all something to make them look like you can't represent my brand. You, like, know, crazy. you know who I met in an airport? Two people that I, that changed my life a little, like definitely in music. One, I was I met special ed in the airport in like Indianapolis, mm -hmm. and just randomly, he didn't know who I was, that I did music or anything. He just thought I had a cool hairstyle, and this is before this, but I had like whatever I was doing, and we ended up doing songs together. Right next, I sat in a plane seat next. To, I got bumped to first class. Yay! I slept the whole time from Atlanta. It was a connecting flight through Atlanta, and when I woke up. The guy next to me just sort of struck up conversation a little bit. He said, oh, what do you do? Are you from here? And blah, blah, blah. He said he did. He was a producer. I was like, oh, what kind of music do you produce? And he said, like, single ladies, umbrella. That and I was like, like okay. that? I go, like that? I was like, like that or that? He was like, no, that. And I go, well, I have no internet, so I'm going to have to take your word for it right now. But I'm Googling you as soon as we get off this flight. And it was Tricky Stewart. And I was like, Tricky holy Stewart. crap. And then he asked, you know, happened to be going the same direction and, and had his driver drop me off, which was so sweet. Wow. Um, and ended up being in a few writing sessions with them. So that changed my life because I carried myself, maybe not exactly how I looked, but how I carried myself in those situations mm -hmm. changed my music career. No, if you'd have looked, you looked crazy, he wouldn't have said anything to you. Like, exactly. There's, there's no right. question. Well, you were presentable enough for him to even want to approach you. Like right. your energy and your pre presentation right. was like, ain't no random person gonna just talk to you for no reason. Just like uh, you, we can sit right next to each other in silence. Exactly. <laughs> you gonna strike a conversation because it's an interest or it's a something that you know gravitates yourself to them. I'm not gravitating myself to nobody that's walking around the airport with a blanket on in the body. I'm sorry. Yeah. How did you meet your team? I wanna, I wanna know like a little bit more about your uh, career. Like, your life. I had an airport story. Damn man. Oh damn right, it! You can tell. <laughs> I only, I, only had, I only had one. I um, go ahead, go ahead. I interviewed Nicki Minaj back in the day when she was first um, coming out. When um, uh, this album where she's wearing the Wonder Woman outfit on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat me up, Scotty. Beat me up. Thank you. I interviewed her for that. Uh, like a year or two later, we end up in the exact same airport on the exact same flight. I come off dressed the exact same way that I am in the office as opposed to trying to look too comfortable. I put on a sweatsuit, but I still, you know, look presentable. She walked right up to me. Hey, don't I know you? You're the same guy who interviewed me, blah, 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 blah. And she stuck around just long enough for my girlfriend at the time to come pick me up. And, and then I had a lot of explaining to do why I was talking to that big booty chick out, you know, sitting in the airport. Like, who was that? What was this? Blah, 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 blah. And, Maybe I look again, so presentable. The big booty chick just let us talk yeah, to it, me. It, it, it cleared out after I said, "Yo, that was Nicki Minaj," Nicki but Minaj. she still didn't. She still didn't yeah. care because in her eyes, like, yeah, well, Nicki Minaj was trying to steal my boyfriend. Yeah, right. something like that. So, 
Well, that's that means she thinks that her boyfriend is stealable or not stealable. No, worth stealing. Worth I'm, I, 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 am, I, am, I am very much worth worth the attempt. I'm worth the attempt. If you're gonna I try, I'm the attempt, but I ain't not stealable. If, 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 yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not exactly the hope diamond, but if you're gonna steal something and you have a mind to try, I'm probably, I'm probably where you, you can do worse. You can do worse. I'm just saying. Not stealing. I also don't believe that you can steal anyone. A, no, no, it's impossible to steal people. Yeah, people gonna do what they want to do. Well, they're gonna go if if she. My motto is if she leaves me, she was never mine. Like you can you can keep her. She she was never with me, bro. I don't even know that, bro. Whoever you got ain't the chick I knew. So she you, was your queen. Now she's abroad. Anyway. Oh no, I, I no, my, I my queen, my queen vanished we'll leave, somewhere yeah. in between point A and point B. Wherever my queen went, I don't know where that chick is. The chick you got. I've never seen any parts of. So this is a whole new chick. I don't know this chick. You can have that chick. I'm not interested in that chick. That chick's for you. That chick's not for me. You can have that chickadee. Chick, chick, chick filet. Chick chick going. Yeah, like here, chick, chick. Like (laughs) back to this chick. So tell me more. I want to know how you got into this. Like how long have you been rapping? How long have you been? Okay. Who started you? Like I want the, I want the origin butterfly story. story. Yeah. Okay, so I've been passionate about music extremely since I was a kid. I grew up in the house, mother listening to Neo Soul. My dad was more of a Lupe Fiasco, um, Outkast. Uh, Lyric lover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. My dad is like a wordplay. Like, that's that's my dad. He's from Chicago. That's him. So okay. that's his thing. Um, I fell in love with music through R&B. I used to fall asleep to R&B like since I, probably like when I was like six to probably like 18 like my whole childhood and I always wanted to produce music but I was kind of like scared or not really not scared I just never really did it, really like like that's the biggest thing I never really did it I never really tried and um when I was a kid I used to like do little shows at my grandparents cookout pass around the hat or whatever and yeah so fast forward um this is two years ago my brother's sending me was that singing or rapping when you were doing these? Um, I remember the last show we did was the Lose Control, Miss Yellett. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. We did our little shows, makeup dances, everything. So it was the whole thing. So I'm um, fast forwarding um, two years ago. I was going through a situation. I was kind of like in the ending of a breakup. And um, my ex-boyfriend actually did music too. But I really wasn't like, you know, into the doing music. But going to the studio with him. And like just... Like being really around the, the the making of the music kind of made me just like, you know. But so I was going through that breakup, and my brother was sending me beats. He um, was making beats at the time. He like you know just play with it. So I started voice recording myself, and I'm just like, okay, this this is lit. Like I, I like my voice. Like it, it actually sounds good. Let me go to the studio. Let me see how I sound behind the mic. Mm-hmm. So I keep going to the studio. At this point, I'm doing just freestyles, just anything, just trying, just you know, really just fucking with the music and um. I don't know. It's kind of just like one day I woke up and I'm like, you know, I'm real spiritual too. And I'm just like, this is what God called me to do. Like, I, I feel it in my heart. I feel it in anything I do. I feel it in, in it just like really, literally anything I do. Like, I, I I know God called me to do this, to make music and to just like, you know, have my voice to be a tool to help people. So, you know, ever since then, it's just been lit. And the more and more I'm just growing with my voice and with my, with my fans and my supporters and my team, it's just, I mean, I, I can't really I can't really put into words. It's amazing. You know she means it when the when the hand closes I'm, I'm, with the thumb straight up. 
because I want to say how I really feel. Because, you know, when you look at somebody, and it's like, I'm thinking, nah, I wanted to come like, eh, let me tell you how I really feel. <laughs> well, no, it's perfect. I think it's the most amazing thing. I feel like, well, I don't know how old you are. It seems like pretty young. You look baby face, but I can't tell. Um, I, at this point, am just finally figuring out how to feel for the purpose. Does that make sense? Right. Like I've always yeah. wanted to do things. And it's been like my goal, because that sounds fun, or I like doing that. But to actually be able to sense what you're supposed to do in this world. Mm -hmm. I don't think it always comes to everybody at the same point. There's some kids, yeah. as children, they know exactly what they're supposed to do. There's like five-year-old preachers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. there's people that, that feel it. Um, and I think for a long time, I was literally just trying to force it or like, you know, point at things. I like that. I want that. And it's it's taken me until now to really feel it. So it's a beautiful freaking blessing. I feel and like as long as it. it comes to you and like everything that I've ever done that I'm not doing now, it's like I needed to do that to get to this point. Like I've always like knew God had something for me. And for a long time too, though, I'm still young. Like, you know, but for a time, like I've always searched. Like I've always searched within myself. I always searched within God since I was young. Like, because that was my biggest thing, like growing up with not much, trying to figure out how can I make a difference for my kids and my, my parents and my grandparents. I always searched. And then when it fell on my lap, I was like, God, you're amazing. I knew it. <laughs> oh, oh, God, do it. Oh. <laughs> So what other jobs have you had before rapper? Mermaid? So, um, fresh out of, I went to college, graduated high school. I went to college. I was in college for like two years. While I was in college, I was working at Applebee's. Um, I worked at a call center. I worked at McDonald's. And then I started working in the club. And then I dropped out of school. All hmm. that while in school? Yeah, I did that while in school. Oh, but then I dropped. I dropped out of school because I got in a real bad car accident. I dropped out of school and then I started working at the call center and then I was working at the club at nighttime. Wow. And that's really when I started being around music a lot more, like hearing all the recent stuff, you know, like the clubs in Atlanta, you hearing the, the real culture, the real wave. So that's when I started being around the music and then, you know, everything just literally fell in order. Started meeting people, like just fell in order. Which club were you in? Uh, I was at Allure. Allure? Allure and Magic City. Allure and which one? Magic City. Oh, Magic City. Oh, you were, were you dancing or were you bartending? Mm -hmm. I was I was there. Oh. <laughs> she said I was in there. No, oh, no, no. We, we, we golf clap in there. We golf, <laughs> okay. we, that, that deserved, that, that is earned a golf clap. I'm, I went I'm, out. Say that one more time. I said I went in and went out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, my, favorite, my favorite was when people say like, oh, so what do you do for a living? I'm like, I get money. I go, right. I gave money. Oh. Okay, well, that's kind of the goal for all of us. I said, that's code for something you don't want to tell me. But okay, I mean, I can start guessing. No. no. <laughs> I, if I hear, you want if me I to hear, guess? I hear a response like that. That's me. I back away slowly with my hands right. up. Like, assassin, my, drug dealer. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like. <laughs> my business with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I get People money. Like, okay, cool. That's your life. You ask um, me what I do for a living. Well, my, my real answer is whatever I want. I say that one all right. the time. What do you do? Whatever I want. But if somebody says like, oh, you look familiar. I go, I do porn. Nice to meet you. You I, do not. I, he does say that. He's that wild one. All the, what? All the time. Like. I want to say that. What's people's response? Well, now, 
most times they either gonna like turn red in the face. If it's a woman, she's gonna like kind of look me up and down real quick and be like, like really? but. No, I'm no, I'm dead serious. You know, I'm saying, I'm saying, they won't probably look you up and down, and be like you lying. Nobody says that. Like you know, because no one doesn't just come off and be like, I do porn. So I would just be like, you, you have to see the face I make when I say it. Like, oh, so I, you think I'm in a straight face? Like I'm I, not playing. It, it looks just like. Go, go ahead, ask me. So what do you do for a living? I you do look porn. familiar. I do porn. I do, I do porn. You probably you probably you probably seen a couple. But of we also do before. know porn stars. Like he he personally, me personally, we do know a lot of porn stars. And if if that's the question, and they wanted a shock and awe, if they're like I used to do porn or whatever, but like they'll admit it. But especially, it's fun for them to be like. No, my, oh, I'm my, an, an my favorite response is the uh, are the people who go, I knew it, and I'm like, <laughs> I just kind of ride those ones out. Like, Oh yeah, I know. Your okay, baby. yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then I just have to wait and see if it's like gay or straight porn. That that that's where it could go left. Like if it's a woman, right. like you was with that dude, and you're like, no, 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 that was not me. Wrong, wrong movie, sweetheart. Wrong, wrong movie. Yeah. Wrong flick. Yeah, wrong, wrong movie. But thank you for telling me about you. Now I know what you're into. Like you into that vibe. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Kylie. I have. Mac, don't judge. I have a story. Thank you for letting me know about you. I have a quick story to tell about a, probably a mermaid fan, um, based on this, the video he sent me. So, this guy who follows me on Instagram, uh, he'll probably hear this, um, he messages me like on my stories, like, you're gorgeous, or that was great, or you know, you, you rock. I'm like, cool, so I just, I ignore most things, I just don't wanna get into like full-blown conversations. Like, I can smile and thank you in my head. But anyway, he said, you inspired me to dance again last week. And then he wrote this week, he goes, I'm just trying to be like you and sent two videos. This man is doing point ballet with sparkly nipple tassels and a sparkly stick on tasseled stick cover. But he's doing, and he's got an amazing body. Like it's like neck down. And he's doing like really good ballet on point. And I'm like, what am I looking at? So I couldn't help it. Like I screenshotted it, like to ask my friends, like, what? why did I get, what? Who is this? And then I, I had to write back and I said respectfully, kind of, I was like, wow, what am I looking at? Like with emojis like this. And he's like, I just came out last year and I'm sorry for sending that, but it's hard to find people that support a craft like this. And I just, you know, it's whatever to get a response from a person like you. And it was like really sort of fan-ish, but it's also like, oh snap, this guy just came out and is like sort of living his dream. And if I inspired him to dance again, and this is what he's doing with it, great. That's what I do with artists is inspire and empower, that's it. Yeah, and at, at first I was like, I'm so glad that I wasn't dismissive or rude like why the f would you send me that or like ew or something like that because my first response was like the fuck <laughs> like i don't watch things like this i don't watch gay male strippers on ballet like it was just it was whatever and apparently he dances at a burlesque club now somewhere in miami so good for him look how the world changes castles and sparkles and well thank thank god <laughs> Thank God some creatives are actually here to inspire as opposed to just running after money. The the ones who run after money, like I I I barely even respect it now. You because they're 
So many artists who I find who are strictly after money are like the worst ones. Like they're mm -hmm. terrible. The ones who don't care what come out them. Like, okay, your your dad. Right. You rattled off uh like murderer's row of lyricists when you named who your father's into. You mm -hmm. Lupe, yeah. Fi Lupe Fiasco was one of them. You said Outcast mm -hmm. was another one. That's a lyric lovers deluxe. I imagine he's probably into common, like like the dudes who spit bars that's for me where the inspiration comes from and those dudes never hunted down money but they strive to be like the best they wanted to be like top-notch top of the food chain level lyricism and because of that they have outstanding careers and all the money that you never hear them cry broke but there's so many Women and men, this is on both sides of the women and men. There's so many people, so many of these quote unquote artists who suck ass. They just want the bread and they'll tell you to your face, I don't care about this rap ish. I'm well, just they want to be for famous and rich, not make art, not talented, not inspiring. Well, and not, they don't even care about the art itself because everything is so recyclable. They just want to be rich and famous, right? They want attention and money, but have no what's interest like, in the, the art they what, leave behind. What's my saying, Chris? Um, give up. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my sayings. That is. Say that again. If you're doing it for the money, then I don't know what to say. I you do. Know? Give up. Love it. Yeah. No, right. give up. Beat it. Scram. Shoe. Later. Uh, via con Dios. Adios, muchacho. Get the fuck out of here. The part on my first curse. Oh, got him. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't like artists who are strictly here for money because they tend to suck. If you're here for money, but you're really, really good, I'll give you a pass. But if you're only here for money, those guys tend to like embarrass the art form and the genre. Well, but I'll, I'll, the money, the money, money's extra. The money gonna come. Long as you love and you work hard, the money. I One thing about me is, like, you know, I grew up with, with nothing for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, the the money come. Like, long as you working and you and you living the right way, you doing what you supposed to do, the money is gonna come. When you stress the money, that's when you're gonna be right. Mm. Mm. When I'm when I need it the most and I get started to I mean, it's it's the idea of living out of scarcity versus abundance, which is like the, the current speaks, you know. I call it Earth, Moon, and Stars, frou-frou stuff, but it's real. I mean, like the secret and that type of idea is manifesting. When you literally, when you're living out of scarcity and you're scared for your next meal and you don't think there's enough in the world for you, things don't come. Like your millionaire friends don't got a dollar for you. But when you give your, your good energy, when you're helpful, when you actually give even from almost nothing, you give energy when you don't have money, it just pours back into you, like magically. It's not magic, it's energy. That's perfectly said. Yeah. You just right. you just had a lyricist tell you that something was perfectly said, Chris. That, I think I'm that involves a I'm, golf clap. I'm, okay, we're gonna, I like, yeah. I'm just doing this golf clap now because I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what I was gonna say, real quick, you were talking about the club and then we got into what people do for a living and, and when they don't want to tell you their jobs. I was at a birthday celebration last night for a legendary friend in New York. He's like sort of in the in the hood, well-known, but you know, he's turned 62, which is crazy. But, um, and looks 45, so that's great. 
he, um, there was a producer friend of ours that came with us who never goes out. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. never, rarely goes out, but he just, I mean, he produced one of DMX's new tracks. Like he's, he's well known with Wyclef, with Jerry Wonder, like this, he's like in that. I know exactly who you're talking about. Go yeah. ahead. Arden. It was his birthday yesterday. Also. Yeah. Arden Keys. Arden Keys. Um, and he was just laughing. He goes, you know, we put all this energy into music and sometimes we forget what the public does with it. Like what, how it makes them respond. And we were trying, we were having a deep conversation in the loudest club. Um, Cause clubs are back. Whoa. I was very overwhelmed last night. <laughs> Drinks and elbows. Um, but he said, you don't know which one is going to be a hit. Cause there is formulas. There are things that, you know, there's waves that people can copy or follow patterns. What's in, you know, trap is in or, you know, it's different sounds. Right. But it is magical what the public, the, like the general public, the world, when they catch on to a vibe, what that's right. like. Right. Like we were listening to that one song, um, um, uh, said Marry the Game, and I said, Yeah, I do. The, oh, the, the, the whole long intro, right? Um, my mind went blank on the rest of it. But I've never heard a talking intro that long that no one ever gets tired of and gets people more and more and more hyped as the years go on. Like, that's magical. As time is, who made that up? Like, as, who thought that up and knew that would work? You gotta put stuff hey. out. You gotta put stuff out and believe in it. Like, that's the biggest thing. People don't believe in it. They'll think that you can just keep dropping, keep dropping, keep dropping, which is cool. Like, if you more known, but it's like, you got to let stuff simmer, let people hear, let people feel, let people live with the music before you just, just put on music. Because nobody knows you at mm-hmm. a certain point. No, nobody knows you. So it's like, why the hell would they listen to you? So you got to let shit just really wonder what people and let people know what it is. Because some people still got to figure it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, find I, wanna, that, I find that happens more with folks who don't have anything to say, though. True. Like, if you don't have anything to say, then then you can keep dropping, keep dropping, keep dropping, keep dropping. If you got something to say... It takes time to make that type of product of music, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. It takes time. How do you... Do you write things down? Do you freestyle? Do you, What's your style like for, for coming right. up with your stuff? Do you write poetry, mm-hmm. rap, whatever, and then bring it to the beat? Or do you write on the beat? Write on the beat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's a writer. Thank God. I, yeah. I already be knowing the vibes I'm going to be in, like, from the beat. The vibe, the beat, get a vibe of what I'm going to write about. I always thought mm. that way when I was writing. Like, I would get a title, like, a main line from listening to it, and then I would create something. Exactly. And you create, it's just, it's just like you writing a five-paragraph essay. You got to have a subject. You got to have, I mean, not a, middle and end. And then you gotta have an end, and you gotta have a middle part. And the middle part is the verses, which you gotta really like talk to them. And the right. sub, I mean, I keep saying the subject and predicate. I keep trying to say it's the same thing, though. The subject and the predicate, the beginning and the end, gotta mm-hmm. be the alpha and the omega. Yeah, <laughs> yeah resonate. Mm-hmm. Right, and the meat. Of, it's like the meat of the sandwich. Exactly. There's so many things you, you can it. use. Yeah, the double stuff Oreo. Gross. <laughs> Gross, absolutely gross. You just you, you lost me with that double stuff. Well, that's gross. Those are for the devil. Those are terrible. My Those roommate are... loves them. That's her one like vice. Not one that vice. Is, I mean, it's that, like that is an absolutely terrible cookie. The double stuff Oreo. That is awful. And I don't know how we got here, but that's that's gross. Th- anyway. Thankfully, we have a lyricist here who's who's actually 
<laughs> thinking about the things that she wants to say as opposed to just going in the studio and catching a vibe. I hate, I can't stand that now. I hate that. What do you want? You said that you want to help people, inspire people, that type of stuff. And and I've heard some of your music and it's definitely inspires fun. It definitely inspires dancing. What do you want to inspire in people? What do you want to like leave behind as a legacy, your overall music, musical theme or? Just just always be yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just always live your dream. Don't ever look to the naysayers. Don't care about the no, no, no's. When you get the one yes, that, that's exactly where you're supposed to be at. Be a mermaid. Be easy to see. Hard to find. Just live your life. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pushing back on that. Don't be yourself. Some of y'all are terrible. You don't need to be yourself. Some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all are really awful. Don't be yourself. Be somebody else. Seven is it seven billion trillion? Billion, seven billion people in the world. Because it, it it can't be so many great 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 people that have like a mind. Some people have to be in the middle so we can kind of like direct them to the top. So mm-hmm. you know that's what we all supposed to help as a family tree. Yeah, but I, I tell them that exact <laughs> same thing, which means you're not supposed to be at the top. Get out of this room. Like you're in the wrong room. You got to go find your <laughs> I, room. I agree with that. Yeah, you, there's you also, but there's wrong. people that think that they're great as is. We just said the whole thing like, let me be me or let me be myself. But what I always say, my least favorite grates my nerves is when people say, when you're discussing a fault or a problem or something, they're like, that's just who I am. Right. No, that is true, but that is not okay. But that, okay. Like, I'm right. always late. That's just who I am. Well, work on that. If, yeah. you, if you're accepting, like, the first part, of fixing a problem is acknowledging it, right? So acknowledge that you tend to sleep in past important things, but don't make that an excuse. That's not okay. It's like, not just who you man, are, it's who you've decided to stay. Well, it's like, this is my natural tendency and I have some bad natural tendencies. I can, I can be a gossip. Like I don't even realize when I open my mouth because it's to people I trust. And then I'm like, whoa, this person doesn't get to know this person's business that they told me. And it took me in my twenties to really realize what I was doing because it wasn't, I didn't mean it bad. It was just oversharing, yeah, but, but I realized it, it and worked on it. You made it a point that that wasn't who you were going to stay as right. opposed to saying, that's just who I am. I've been doing right. that my so, entire life. You can't just, if you're, if you're leaning on, that's just who I am, in my opinion, that's mm-hmm. the sign of a weak person. You just right. told me that you're not strong not enough to be any better than who you are right now. And I don't have any time or space for that. And thankfully, we have used all of our time and space to interview this lovely young lady. And now we are out of all of the above. Asia, could you please one more time? I know you did it in the beginning, but I was going to do it at the end, but you did it at the beginning. So now do it at the end again, the subject and the predicate. Now do it at the predicate. Could you please tell people who you are, where to find you? Middle supporting sentences, and now we're at the predicate. I go by Asian A, by the way. Leader of the Mermaid Gang. I'm on Instagram at the Asian A. I'm on all streaming platforms at Asian A. My new song, Period Pool, out right now. Jump out right now, featuring Erica Banks. And Chosen One on the Way, period. Stay updated, stay connected. It's lit. Thank you so much for joining us. You're awesome. I'm a fan now. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, not doing I'm, I'm not, I'm not mermaid clap. The mermaid that's, that's, clap. That's, that's, that's what I refuse to do. Okay. I, I, I just absolutely well, not. There you go. I, I'll, I'll give you a soul fist. How about that? In the meantime, in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mech. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show me. You live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us all a favor. Go get laid. Peace.
Peace. Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the M and M and M show. Okay. <laughs> we're not just a radio station. We're a movement. The all new Fubu Radio. Playing the hip hop and R&B hits of today and yesterday. <laughs> <laughs>